Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. It seems to me very rarely does anything go exactly the way everybody says that it's going to go. Much less the Super Bowl itself. Normally, when everybody spends two weeks of buildup saying one thing about a Super Bowl matchup, you can expect the exact opposite thing to happen. Except this time, we were all right. Except this time, everybody saying the same thing was right. This time, you only needed one word to nail your Super Bowl prediction, and that one word is Mahomes. Mahomes? I mean, I must have said it 30 times last week. I must have said, I cannot bet against Patrick Mahomes Mahomes? in this game. And that's why. That overtime is why. That final drive in regulation is why. Mahomes is just that dude. And that dude is just that inevitable. Inevitable. Those two drives truly were inevitable. Inevitable. The two-minute drive to or drill to come up the field and tie it in regulation. And then the nearly seven-and-a-half-minute masterpiece to finish it off in overtime. Both times Kansas City had to come from behind with the season on the line. And both times the result could not have been any less surprising. Three straight games as an underdog. Please. Please. I mean, is that incredible? Is that really a thing? That guy? That guy. Not And notice I'm not saying that team. And I'll get to the rest of the team. But that guy was an underdog. Three straight games. Yeah, who's an underdog? Because that dude and that team are never an underdog. Which Patrick reminded everybody of after the game. And I can't say that I blame the dude. You go on and win the championship. Being the underdog the last three games in the playoffs. Maybe a lesson learned for everybody else out there in the future. Yeah, just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know that. Solid. Solid. Those goat noises in the background could not have been more deserved. Back-to-back Lombardis. Back-to-back Super Bowl MVPs. He's got three rings in six years. He just pulled off a 10-point comeback in the Super Bowl, and the man is still just 28. I mean, it's all so freaking crazy. It really is. And he's earned all that. I'll tell you what else is crazy. For most of that game, Vegas looked right. For a big chunk of that game, the Niners looked like the better team. For a chunk of that game, the Niners looked like they were on the verge of beating the Chiefs down. I actually called it a mugging and a beatdown on the X because that's exactly what it was for much of that game. In fact, the Chiefs really didn't have much going on at all offensively until late in the third quarter. When the game flipped and went from a mugging to a muffing. Tommy Townsend has set the punt inside the Kansas City 25. The punt will come from our right to our left. It's a knee-high long snap, a right-footed punt. And here is the ball landing in front of Ray-Ray McLeod, who gets it out of... Oh, he fumbled! He had the ball, and he fumbled it at the 17! The Chiefs have recovered! Oh, calamity! A muff! 
Amuff on the plane Muff. by the deep back man, Ray Ray McLeod of San Francisco. Retrieved Muff. at the 16. First and 10, Chiefs. Another turnover in the game. Not sure how Elk worked his way into the broadcast booth, but I'm glad he did. Muff. 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 Oh, Muff. Muff. Kevin Harlan, legend. Muff. Muff, muff, muff. never a good spot for a muffed punt. Muff. But that was one epically horrible spot for a muff. muff. That was the worst spot ever for a muff. muff. Because what that did, obviously, was that set up the Chiefs on the 9 or 16. They scored on the next play, and I think that's when Frisco fan got their first big hint that... Muff. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go again. This is going to be another absolute heartbreaker. The second big hint was when G- Jake Moody missed that point after. Now, credit to Moody because coming in, that was one credit. of the big concerns and one of the big question marks about the 49ers, their young kicker, their unreliable kicker. However, the Rook did step up, and he banged in all three field goals, including a 55-yarder. 54, 55, I think 54. But it was a Super Bowl record for about one hour. My point is, the guy was huge, except for that block point after. Now, that was a big, big, big deal. Because without that blocked PAT, there is no opportunity for Kansas City to come up the field in a two-minute drill and send that game into overtime with only a field goal. Major, major difference. I mean, that was a bad, bad deal, that missed point after. Especially after hitting a couple of bombs. Which brings us to the already controversial overtime. Kyle Shanahan decided that he won the ball first. Which played right into the Chiefs' hands. Because they were already planning on having the ball second and ending the game right there. Which, of course, is exactly what they did after that epic seven-and-a-half-minute drive. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes, four-man front, receiver emotion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown, it's caught. Hardman caught the ball, the Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won. The entire bench empties, chasing Mahomes in the end zone. Their third Super Bowl in five years. The Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions. It is a dynasty. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58. So if you think that maybe you have seen that play before, it's because you have seen that play before. If that play looked familiar, it should. Because it was the same play they ran two different times against the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year. They ran that play to Kadarius Toney to take the lead. They ran that play to Sky Moore to win it. Big Red ran it back one more time to finish off the Niners in OT. I mean, this is how great Andy Reid is, right? So great that he can just keep winning Super Bowls with one play. Doesn't even matter who's on the receiving end. As long as he's got Patrick and that play, they can beat anybody. Oh, and by the way, that dude who was on the receiving end, McCole Hardman, he had no idea that he just won the game. He said he blocked out. Either he blocked out or he didn't know what was going on, but Kermit, Patrick, 
could not wait to let everybody know after the game that the dude who won the game didn't even know he won the game. I threw a touchdown to this dude at the end of the game. And he looked at me, I said, and he had no idea. I said, dude, we just won the Super Bowl. And he, 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 out. he had no idea. I was like, bro, because he, he didn't even celebrate at the beginning. I'm like, what are we doing? Pat was like, yo, dude, 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 wake up, dude, dude. We just won the Super Bowl. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? For real, like, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, we're done, bro. We won. What are we doing? We can go party. We're done. I'm like, what are we doing? Here's the thing about that. You know, whether he blacked out, like he said, or he just didn't know the playoff rules because they had changed these Super Bowl overtime rules. If he didn't know the rules, he was not the only one. In fact, to hear the Niners talk about it, it seems like most of the Niners didn't know the new Super Bowl overtime rules. And that's not a good look for Kyle Junior Lobster Shanahan. Frankly, none of it's a very good look for Kyle Junior Lobster Shanahan. Now, don't get it twisted. Frisco fan, I set off the top. I wouldn't pile on. And I'm not going to pile on, Frisco fan. I'm not. Not not for those of you in San Rafael and Marin and and Pebble Beach and San Mateo and Burlingame and of course the city, Sausalito, Salinas, Monterey. I'm not I, I'm not doing it, Frisco fan. I'm not here to pile on. I'm not. Now what I'm saying is don't get it twisted. Kyle Shanahan is a brilliant, brilliant offensive mind. Kyle Shanahan is an incredible coach. We all know this. But he did just blow the third 10-point lead or more of his career in the Super Bowl. He's done that three times. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. And it came up all week long in Vegas. We talked about this. Nobody doubts this guy's greatness. Brilliant offensive mind. However, because of his resume, we did say it all week long. He's got to have it. He's got to have it. This is the one. This is their best look. This is their best chance. If ever there was a year that Casey was gettable, it's this year. If Kyle doesn't get this one, then the he can't win the big one narrative was going to start up. Fair or not. Well, consider that narrative officially starting up. And unfortunately for Kyle, having his players sit the postgame podium still confused about the overtime rules is not a good look. In fact, below not good. Below not Especially good. when the Chiefs could not wait to brag on how prepared they were for that very exact scenario. The Chiefs say that they were preparing for overtime in the Super Bowl since training camp. In other words, they fully expected to get back there and they were going to be prepared in the event that there wasn't overtime because there were new rules. Meanwhile, the Niners still weren't even sure what the rules were after the game. 
You know, and back to Kyle taking the football. The problem with his plan, and they won the coin toss. They did not defer. He wanted the ball. That was a big topic of conversation last night and this morning still. The problem with that plan is he's playing Patrick Mahomes. So assuming there was going to be a third overtime possession, that was one of their arguments. We did it because the analytics told us to and because we wanted to have the ball for a third overtime possession. Problem with that and why that's pretty flawed to me is There was no third overtime possession. You're letting Patrick Mahomes have the ball for the second overtime possession. So why would you ever assume a third? You know, as I posted on X last night, quote, like Patrick Mahomes was going to let his team lose. The hell he was. Of course he was going to let them lose. Of course he was going to go down the field and ram a stake right through the faithful's heart. When you have a boot... On this dude's throat, you better finish him. You better kill him. You knew when Frisco won that coin toss, did not defer, couldn't punch it in, had to settle for three. You knew that dude was going to go right back down the field on them. It's who he is. It's what he does. We've seen this movie way too many times not to know how it ends, especially when the other characters are the Niners. Now, the good news for Kyle is that the guy who just did him Again, used to have the same rap, Big Red. You know, can't win the big one. Now, instead of that narrative, we're now talking about where Andy Reid ranks all time because he's sniffing that rarefied air at the top of the mountain right now. So there is hope for Kyle. Hasn't won the big one doesn't mean he can't win the big one, but don't assume it either. You only get so many looks at it. As far as Andy Reid, this dude's such a legend, he even brushed off that Travis Kelsey body slam. You know that block in the back? Yo, Trav. Big fella. Yo. The hell was that? Killer. Take a deep breath. I know your woman was in the house, but that doesn't mean you can cheap shot your head coach. And that's exactly what Andy called it afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. He caught me off balance. I wasn't watching. Cheap shot. But that's all right. He did good. Um, he was really coming over, just go, just put me in, I'll score, I'll score, you know, so that's really what it was. Well, I love that. I mean, it's not the first time, so I, listen, I appreciate him. I guess if Andy loves and appreciates it, then it's fine. It's a lot easier to love and appreciate it when the dude goes from one catch for one yard at halftime to the leading receiver in the game. It just goes to show when you win, you can get away with pretty much anything. And the Chiefs right now are a freaking winning machine. A straight-up bona fide dynasty. They are it. They are it. Mahomes is him. Just like we spent all week saying. Love the Chiefs or hate the Chiefs. Get used to the Chiefs. Because even in their down season, it seems like every NFL season ends with A. Kelsey screaming into a microphone. Chiefs kingdom! Y'all hear this? We've been fighting for all right all day. How about a little Viva Las Vegas? Viva Las Vegas! Viva! Viva Las Vegas! (laughs) 
And then maybe if you're on the X afterwards, you saw it. Trending items included rigged, roid rage, scripted. All of that was trending on X. Doesn't matter. They won. They ripped another one. The Niners let another one get away. Same as it ever was. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm talking about Ross Tucker, my man. Where are you right now, and how are you feeling the morning after, Ross? Um, my voice is a little bit dicey after a, a week on Radio Row and Super Bowl, but feeling great, man. As long as we have a good competitive game, I'm, I'm very, very happy. Obviously, it's just remarkable how many times in recent years, Jim, it feels like we can talk about one play here or one play there that would have been the difference in the game. I mean, man, when I was growing up in the 80s and the 90s, it was like a blowout every year. I, 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 the kids today have no idea what Super Bowls used to be like, Jim. <laughs> no, Ross, it's so true. I was going to make the point last week that the biggest game of the year generally was the biggest letdown of the year, and it was that way for so long, but not anymore. So when you talk about the game turning on one play, Ross, let me ask you, special teams obviously played a huge role in this one. Did this game turn on that Niners muffed punt? And if so, whose fault was that? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was by far the biggest play of the game. It's just such a swing play, right? I mean, it's not even like a turnover. It's a turnover where you lose 40 yards. They had made a stop of the Chiefs and Mahomes, which is not easy to do. And then to me, you know, I've been in those meetings, Jim, in special teams meetings, right? And, you know, you could argue Ray Ray McLeod. And I'm not trying to kill him. Obviously, he didn't want to do it. But this is pro football. That's his job. Punt returners matter. He made three mistakes in my mind on the same play. I mean, number one, those guys are taught to catch the ball, field the ball, if at all possible. And I don't know if he misjudged it, but he was certainly late to come up on the ball and make the catch. The number two, if you're not going to make the catch, if, it, if you think it's a short punt, any of your guys are, are even close to it, you run up there and say, Peter, Peter, poison, poison, or whatever, and almost, if you have to physically move them out of the way, then you do that. You cannot let the ball hit one of them. And then the one that I don't understand at all, Jim, fall on the ball. I mean, it goes off Luter's foot, and it goes right to Ray Ray McLeod, and he tries to scoop it. And maybe it's because, you know, these guys are just so gifted, Jim, and they've always been able to, you know, scoop a ball up like that and just run with it. But he wasn't going anywhere anyway, like, I was taught when I first started playing football as a Husky sixth grader, <laughs> fall on the ball. Fall on the ball, Tucker. Like, just fall on the ball at that point. Really changed the whole complexion of the game. Ross Tucker joining us. All right, Ross, what about Patrick Mahomes? You posted as much on the X this morning, but 
So much for this notion that you cannot win a Super Bowl with a quarterback on a big contract. So it would now be a pretty good time for everybody to stop saying that. Yes. And by the way, I'm so fired up about your partnership with X. Can't wait to watch your show. Over Thanks, there. dude. Very awesome. much. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. But, um, yeah, well, so what's really funny is now Mahomes has now won it back-to-back years on a huge contract. And, in fact, this year his contract was the single biggest cap hit in the league at $37 million. And then everybody, of course, that evidently has really bad memories replies and says, oh, that sounds like the exception. Sounds like maybe Mahomes is the outlier for everything. Hey, fellas, ladies, whoever is replying to me on X, you know the year before that it was Matthew Stafford. And, and the year before that, it was Tom Brady. And the year before that, it was Mahomes on a rookie contract. But, yeah, you're the one saying he's the outlier. So it's been four years in a row now, Jim, where it has not been a guy on a rookie contract. So I think we can finally put that to bed. You know, is it ideal to have a star quarterback on a rookie contract like DJ Stroud or something? Yeah, that'd be great. That, like, good luck. That's what everybody in the whole league trying to do. It's hard to do. You know what's really hard? Winning the Super Bowl without a star quarterback. <laughs> uh, go back and look at the guy. That's really hard. So if you have a star quarterback, you pay that guy, and you find a way to get as good of a team around him as you possibly I mean, look at all the people that are even in these playoff games. Goff is a star quarterback these days. Jordan Love looks like he's going to be a star. Josh Allen is a star. Lamar Jackson's a star. I mean, how many teams are, and, and Brock Purdy, by the way, I thought acquitted himself very well last night. I think he's a star. You need a top 10 guy. I mean, we're, all those guys we're talking about are top 10 quarterbacks. Good luck winning anything without a top 10 quarterback. Ross Tucker joining us. All right, Ross, so what about it? Like, this was the year for the Niners to do it. They had the team. The Chiefs were not what they were during the regular season. It seemed to line up beautifully for San Francisco, and yet they come up short yet again. Where does that leave the Niners going forward? Right, and to our other conversation, you know, sooner rather than later, Purdy's going to want to get paid. So that, that can't happen for at least one more year but they will definitely do it after that one more year because, I mean, after next year, he'll, he'll basically have been the most underpaid player in NFL history with what he's done these first three years, making absolute peanuts compared. I mean, there are guys that make more. Mahomes makes more for a commercial than Brock Purdy made the whole year. I mean, it's unbelievable when you think about it. Um, they're in a bad spot. Uh, they really are they got a very, very talented team, but it's hard. And I think that's why they were so devastated after the game. They know how hard it is to get this far. They've been to whatever it is, four conference championship games in the last five years. They've lost a couple of them, like to the Eagles and the Rams, and they've won a couple and lost in the Super Bowl. They know how hard it is. And that's really where we're at now. Moving forward for the rest of Mahomes' career, Jim, he's now in the in the Brady zone, where like even the young players for the other team, all they know in their mind is Mahomes coming through in these moments. It almost becomes whether it's conscious or subconscious. I'm convinced it becomes like a self fulfilling prophecy, and you can't help but just assume. I mean, the look on Kyle Shanahan's face 
the look on everybody's face during that drive in overtime was like they've seen this movie over and over again, and they know how it ends. Exactly the line that I used earlier. Ross, really quickly, give me, and I got about a minute for this. Was it a mistake for the Niners to take the ball instead of deferring in overtime, or frankly, did it not matter? I'm okay with it. I, I've actually done a lot of reading on this. I think you can make an argument either way. Obviously, if you kick and you get the ball second, you have the information advantage, right? Sort of like what we talked about in college football. You know what you need. You can go for it on fourth down, et cetera. But there's going to be a lot of scenarios where both teams kick a field goal or don't score or whatever. I think having that third possession is important. I guess what I would argue is you only kick or defer if you know if you get the ball in the second possession, you're going to go for two. If you commit to going for two, then I'm fine with you kicking. Other than that, I'm okay with what the Niners did, and I, I don't think it made that much of a difference. Hmm. Ross, I got a minute. Valentine's Day is Wednesday. Is it too late for the clones to take advantage of my front page story? No, I actually think, Jim, this might be better this way. Because you, you go to myfrontpagestory.com, you make the order, okay? You print it out, put it in an envelope, and then when you hand it to your significant other, you say, honey, I want to do something special this year. I'm having a story written about you right now that they're working on about how special you are and how much I love you. Can you even imagine, Jim, the anticipation for your wife like every day waiting for that thing to come, that package to come in the mail, framed, beautiful, looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper? That actually might be better than just straight up giving it to him for Valentine's Day. The anticipation every day, what, like my wife would be like, wait, there's a story being written about me? MyFrontPageStory.com might even be better if you get it now as a last-minute gift. I think you're right. Why did we not know that already? Ross Tucker, (laughs) an analyst for CBS Sports, Westwood One, and Odyssey, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. And there you go, clones. You now have your idea for Valentine's Day. It's not too late. Ross, you're the best. I know you've been going through it. I know you put in the time. I know what that week's like. I just did it myself. Appreciate you, dude. Great job. Of course. Great work all week, Jim. The, uh, The set looked amazing. So, quick question. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky so amazing? Let's start with the fact that it is a family-run business. A family business which stands by quality and produces the world's best beef jerky. Now, I've made this point many, many times, and I want to make it again right now. Beef jerky is not just beef jerky. I think some of you go to the store, and you reach for the beef jerky, and you think it's all the same. In fact, you might not even know what you're buying. That's a big mistake. Stop making that mistake. All beef jerky is not the same. In fact, there's nothing like Old Trapper. It is simply the best. Four mouth-watering flavors, so you can get your choice of whatever you want. Myself, I like them all the same. I bounce back and forth between each and every one of them. So you can do the same thing. They come in four-ounce bags. If you need to learn, do it that way. If you already know what you want, go with the 18-ouncer. That way there's enough for everybody. The entire unit, the entire family, the entire team. If you do not see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? I really cannot say enough about Mahomes. Mahomes? So I'm going to say some more about Mahomes. Mahomes? Because I don't want to make the mistake that we typically make about things that are completely and utterly inevitable. Inevitable which is we take them for granted. 
Yes, this dude is inevitable. Yes, this dude is automatic. But that does not make it any less impressive. In fact, it makes it way more impressive. This is the point that I'm trying to drive home today. How absurdly impressive it is that he had the entire NFL world saying the same thing about him last week. And then the dude went out and he lived up to every word of it. We all said, you can't fade Mahomes. And we were all right. Because the dude was basically a guy who can do no wrong. Even in games when it looks like he really doesn't have much going at all. And the Chiefs really had nothing going on offense until late in the third quarter. You could even say the Chiefs offense was getting their asses handed to them until late in the third quarter. And you could also say that the game actually turned on a special teams play. A muff. Muff! And that the muff muff had nothing to do with Mahomes. And that would all be true. But in the end, with the game on the line, the dude pulled out a game-tying two-minute drive because, of course, he did. And then in overtime, he put together a seven-minute, 22-second masterpiece to walk it off because, of course, he did. As I X'd out yesterday and already said earlier in the program, as if this guy was going to let his team lose. As if Kermit was going to let his team lose. The hell he was. Dude really was 8 for 8, passing in the overtime drive, while also running for 27 yards. I mean, that any good? The guy could not be any more dominant or any more clutch if he tried. It's almost comically predictable at this point. Just like his career accolades are almost comically absurd at this point. Dude has three Lombardis in six seasons. He's got three Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs, four AFC championships. He doesn't even turn 29 until September. Somehow he's on an even more successful trajectory than Bacon 46 right now. (laughs) He's on a better trajectory than anybody ever right now. And you can call the goat talk premature. That's fine. But here's what is not up for debate. He is the best football player in the world. And it's not even close. It's almost like we need to replace the Mahomes drop with an inevitable alarm. He's earned an upgrade. He's earned that at this point. It's like every time I mention Mahomes, Alvy should instead hit me with this. Inevitable. 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 We have a new alarm. Inevitable. The inevitable Inevitable. alarm. Inevitable. Like, dude has to go out on the road for the first time. Please. Not a problem. Vegas keeps making the dude an underdog. Please. Even better. Just more fuel. Patrick Mahomes. Excuse me. Patrick Mahomes, Alvi. No. Thank you. Inevitable. Inevitable. He's had six seasons as an NFL starter so far. Only six. It feels like so much more, but that's all. Just six. Inevitable. Let me read the complete list of all QBs who have won more playoff games in their entire careers than Pat. You ready? Here's the list. 
Tom Brady, Joe Montana, end of list. And he only trails Joe by one, which means this time, by this time, next year, it'll probably only be Brady ahead of him on that list. And Mahomes still won't be 30. Oh, and remember when his dad picked up that DWI and people thought that would be a distraction? Or remember how that Taylor Swift thing was supposed to be a huge distraction? Or how any of the antics of any of his other family members might be a distraction? The dude does not get distracted. You know, right when you think maybe during the game, maybe he might start to be losing composure. He doesn't lose composure. He doesn't get distracted. He just wins. He just wins, and he just sounds like Kermit the Frog. And he's a great sport about both. He wins with class, and he answers questions about sounding like Kermit the Frog with class. I didn't get a chance to hit on this last week in all the chaos of Vegas. But check out this exchange. This cracked me up. This happened last week. What is your best Kermit the Frog impression? I'm talking right now. That's it. Class, man. That's how you handle that. That's a dude right there. You might say, no, Rome, that's a nerd. Whatever. That is such a great reaction. You know, everybody... Everybody looking to hook somebody, looking to get that viral reaction, looking to make it about them. Somebody says to the guy, what is your best Kermit the Frog impression? And he said, I'm talking now. That's it. I'm talking right now. That's it. That's incredible. And by the way, it's a great impression. It's a great impression. But you know what's even better than his Kermit the Frog impression? You know what's even better than his frog impression? His goat impression? I'm talking right now. That's it. Like the exchange could have just as easily happened after that game last night. Hey, Patrick, what's your best goat impression? And Patrick could have been like, you just watched me play. That's it. With everybody behind him. I'm talking right now. That's it. Well played, Frog. Urgh. Patrick, what a stud. I'll tell you what, Alvin, more than ever before, I need that deck of yeah. What's cracking? I am Jim Rome. That is the Monday deck of yeah because we are coming to you live from Las Vegas. If you're watching on CBS Sports Network, oh, how bitchin' is that? We are live from the fountains of the Bellagio. Yeah! Solomon Wilcots. You're outside of the Bellagio where they have the great, beautiful fountain. They're playing great Italian opera music. Doesn't get any better than this. Bill put a suit on and sat across from Terry Fontenot. <laughs> no offense to Terry Fontenot. He, did he cut the sleeves off the suit? <laughs> he might have. Tracy and Phoenix, what's it like on the strip right now, Trace? Well, Jim, it's a little bit wet. I'm so grateful they put a roof over your head. Mike Golick Jr., Dodger Jano, my wife, quote, I love this guy's energy. <laughs> so you got there we the go. Dodger Jano Let's support. Go. Lincoln, what's it like in L.A. right now? It's very uh, un-L.A.-like. Let's put it that way right now. Whatever that's asked. 
atmospheric uh, river is. You face Nick Bosa. All I did was hold two. I'll say that. So guess what? I got paid for 16 years, Nick, to hold. Okay? We're, we're basically just glorified bouncers. We're not supposed to let you in the door. This will be our final week on CBS Sports Network. The radio program does not change, but then after this week, we'll take a short time out, and then when we reemerge, we will reemerge live on the X platform. So you want to make sure you look for that. Now watch it as a fan. Just, just them throwing their bodies on the ground. I'm like, that ground is undefeated. It's not losing. It's not losing. It's You're never losing. even trailed. <laughs> right? So put their bodies on I'm the line. I'm taking the ground and yeah. laying the points, dude. Oh, yeah. Two of the best offensive minds in the game and Andy Reid. Excuse me, dude. Is that any good? It's pretty cool. You know? It's really cool, man. <laughs> this is my first time in Vegas. I saw this in Ocean's Stop. 11. Stop. Right? You have never been to Vegas. There's no basketball team here. Rod, it is awesome to see you, man. How you doing? Jim, it is great to be here. You have aged so well. You look my so man. good. Kendrick, you look great, dude. It's great to see you. How you feeling? Yes, sir. Thanks, Jim. You look good, too, man. I'm, I love the way you're wearing your turtleneck, though. Fold it twice. No, I didn't see, do that on purpose. It just whoever did, did that on that its own. Is, I'm taking that. It is Jay Glazer. And I realize that these fools set us up and sent us to a male burlesque show. And his big dude in the cop out, everything flapping around right behind John Lynch's head. <laughs> I'm like, John, wow. we got to go. Dan White. I love uh, hash browns, right? When you do hash browns, right, what's better than hash browns? The answer is nothing. This morning, man. Okay. The answer is nothing. The McFlurry was good. We're talking to Dan Marino. Pick a guy and let it fly. You read your coverage, you pick the guy you want to go to and let it go without hesitation. It's something I've always talked about. All the great ones can do it, just having fun. But at the same time, it is true. Pick Mayfield. I'm in the Charlotte airport boarding a plane to LAX. And two days later, how am I playing in a football game? I have no idea. <laughs> how did you approach it? How did you do it? I studied like I've never studied for anything before. I thought Sean was joking when I was like, hey, go get some reps in the walkthrough. Like, what are you talking about? Somehow I made it work. Pittsburgh Steeler fans are a bunch of entitled doofs. Steeler fans, you're entitled. So lucky to be a Steelers fan. You're not lucky that you live in Pittsburgh, but you're lucky that you're a Steelers fan. Austin Eckler. Look what you got going on here. This yeah, is what I'm talking about. Hey, do you want to stay with the Chargers? I would love to stay with the Chargers. I feel like it is still like a new spark because there's a new field. Matthew Judon. It's going to be a really cool spot. When you come in, you're going to leave happy. It's going to be no hubbub or no feel. It's just good food and good energy. Jamar, let me put the question to you. Who is the best receiver in the game right now? Tyreek Hill and I got Justin Jefferson. Of course, I want to win for Mark Davis. I want him to have success. Al Davis won three Super Bowls. Mark hasn't won any. Myself, I haven't won a Super Bowl. Howie Long and those guys did. So for me, I want to stand up for what's right. Let me ask you this, though, Drew. Do you think he's going to be up for that challenge? Absolutely. And he's ready to make whatever plays he needs to make to help them win the game. He proved it last week, and we'll see what happens on Sunday. You're not thinking about, hey, this is a Super Bowl. If you're thinking about that, you're in trouble. That's all all of us can do is just be true to ourselves, try to find ways to improve and get better, not worry about, you know, give a shit about what other people think. Zach Moss joining us. I think you make. It's nice, right? Yeah. How you like that? Yeah, that's cool. I did that for you, bro. <laughs> I did that for you, brother. Is he not the rat poison himself rat now? Poison? Uh, you, okay, okay, okay. I see what you did there. I see what you did. I like it. I like it. I like it. He is the rat poison now that I think right, about it. Right? Is that why you put a wristband on him, man? Listen, the wristbands are on Brady for all these years. Right. Here's why. Green right slot, Z motion, 22 Z and Y go. There's four seconds that I'm saving if I just said, hey, give me 22, Jim. How about this team went out in our home stadium and laid an egg like that. Unbelievable. Unacceptable. Something has to change because this is just not going to get it. I felt embarrassed. I don't know if anybody out there can get tickets to the Sphere for a fish. Or... For real. I usually just fold it once. But me like, too. That, that was the plan. That's clean. I'll probably be dead in 10 minutes, but... Uh... Steeler fans piss me off, Jim. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Chiefs plus two. <laughs> I see what you did there. You are the best, Good Sean. stuff, Jim. And we've got some really big plans. The radio show will not change, period. Full stop. Good night now! I have Frady.
Kenny, my man. How you doing, dude? Jimmy, I um, I bring you warmest regards from Cowtown, capital of the football universe, where my two sons and I all flew in from each of America's three biggest cities to commune with the local yokels at the Power and Light District last night. Let me tell you, we next, we sure know how to have a good time. My head is predictably throbbing this morning, and it does not require a vivid imagination to figure out why. But let me assure you, it is not solely because of the liquor. It is also because what has become of my football life has officially dented my brain. You see, you get this, Jim, because you know. You know that this world is now filled with bandwagoners, but some of us showed up a wee bit earlier than they did, like 50 years earlier than they did. And for the first 45 of those years, I was forced again and again to make my peace with envying the likes of the San Diego Chargers for making a Super Bowl and getting promptly filleted in it. Oh, to be the San Diego Chargers, to have two glorious weeks where the world is obsessed with my team that has no business being on the field with an actual Super Bowl champion. This was the dream, Jim, the unattainable dream. And if you've been around for a while like I have, you saw Joe Montana tooling around last night, and while everyone else was thinking about his four Lombardies, You were thinking about 1993, the one Chiefs-AFC championship game appearance I witnessed in 45 years of cruel and unusual punishment. If you're me, that's what you see when you look at football Manilow. You see the ecstasy of getting even to play for a Super Bowl ticket, and then, of course, having your defeat already assured by halftime. For... For those too young or too oblivious to know better, the Kansas City Chiefs that you are so sick of were that hopeless for half a century. Chiefs' kingdom sniveled in longing to be the Cincinnati Bengals. The Minnesota Vikings were too high of a rent district for us. And the Buffalo Bills, with their four straight Super Bowl bludgeonings, what? I wouldn't have given for one Super Bowl bludgeoning. I got a freaking crick in my neck looking up at the Carolina Panthers, the, the, the Atlanta Falcons, the Arizona Cardinals, Jim. All of you losers were the object of my jealousy, higher on the NFL food chain than I figured I would ever be. Folks, we were the Detroit Lions. So if we are boring you right now, please understand that I give exactly zero craps about that. Zero. Because what is happening in Kansas City is contemptible only to haters like you. I used to envy you, and you hate me. You hate me because you want to be me, and you cannot. You just watch my football team kick Tyreek Hill to the curb and win the next two Super Bowls and counting. You just watch my football team literally sleep through a full four-month season and then fill the toughest inside straight in NFL playoff history. At Buffalo, 
at Baltimore and at Vegas against a killer Niners team drooling for revenge. And you hate seeing this? Well, I, I feel sorry for you, friends, because greatness like this in anything is precious and rare. So hate us if you will, but you are fortunate to be witnessing us. You are welcome. Jimmy, I have no time for people who hate dreams coming true. Because someday, certainly not until Patrick Mahomes is in Canton's, but, but someday, maybe even the Detroit Lions will rise to become historic. Who knows? Perhaps the Jets will become the kind of greatness that is a privilege to behold if you actually love sports more than you love hating. And let me tell you something. Having experienced this surreal reinvention of what the words Kansas City Chiefs mean, I will watch that next dynasty whenever it shows up with the same awe and respect I afforded to Jordan's Bulls and to Terry Steelers and to Gretzky's Oilers because that is what sports fans do. Until then, losers, go swim in your hate lagoon. I'll see you at next year's parade. Let's see. Let's go to Santa Clara. Let's go to the other side. See what's up. David in Santa Clara. My man, how you feeling? What's up, Pip? What's up, David? Hey, bro. I was at the uh, tour shop in Oaktown a, a long time ago, so I'm still embarrassed. <laughs> you know what, dude? I was at the tour stop in Oaktown a long time ago, and I'm still embarrassed. That makes two of us. Me too, brother. So... I live about a mile away from the the stadium and half a mile from the University of Santa Clara. These these Niner fans, they're going into the stores trying to buy Pedialyte to reassure themselves that they're going to feel good about next year. They're trying to re-energize themselves. Me, I called in, okay? I'm going to beer up, okay? So... These Niner fans, they haven't won anything since 95. That's what they don't know. They're living in the past. Niner fan, look in the mirror. You're nothing. You haven't won nothing. You haven't been anything, okay? Thanks, Romy. Um, okay. If you say so, my guy. Let's go to Pismo Beach. Arch. Good to have you, Arch. How are you? Romy, how you doing, my man? Good, Arch. How you doing? Top of the world, Romy. Top of the world. Hey, I got one thing to say, Romy. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. That was one of the great... I've seen 58 Super Bowls so far, Romy. 58. All 58. Okay? That was one of the best. That's going to go into category as one of the best because of the elements that you have going into that game. You had... Hall of Famers on both sides, okay? First ballot Hall of Famers on both teams. You had the best team out of both conferences, sweated, fought their way there. You had a team that went through, well, I, I, you know what they went through. You would, they went through a lot. Both teams went through a lot to get there. That's why it was so hard. Anyway, Romy, that being one of the best Super Bowls ever played, um, I could summon up. Our arch, the, my man. Uh, you, arch, Arch, get out of the water. There's a shark coming, Arch. Arch, 
Arch, shark, 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 brother, shark, swim, swim, Coast Guard, Arch. JJ, NKC, JJ, what's going on? How are you? Romy, my homie, how about those cheese? How about it? I know it's been said before, dude. Uh, it's a dynasty clones. Oh, this this headache, this hangover. It's gonna be here today. It's probably gonna be here tomorrow, but it's not gonna be here in the off season. Uh, it just gets more sweeter every year. And last night felt like a boxing fight to me, man. We felt like the old guys in the ring get pushed around. It's not gonna go our way. But you let us hang around. You let us hang around. And late those late innings. Frisco gets knocked on their backs again. They see confetti falling from the skies, flying around their head. And, you know, memo to the New York teams, you want to keep sending us your wide receivers, we'll keep putting them in the Super Bowl and winning. It's really just that simple. Uh, war, betting on Casey and getting paid. Romy, I hope one more war, man, just because we're the back-to-back champs. We're the double champs. We ain't, we ain't apologizing to nobody for nothing. Uh, I want to see both Kelseys up on that stage. War that madness. Thanks, Romy. Out. Rack him. He earned it. Rack you him. got it, bro. It's so true, too. Good night now.